we reported last week, a 19-year-old has been charged with a felony because he decided to do a burnout on a LGBT whatever mural that they have in the center of downtown Delray. And because of that, now Palm Beach County is going after him and he's being prosecuted. Again, 19 years old. We talk about this. His name is Dylan Brewer. He allegedly is the one who's accused of doing this burnout. I think he might have slipped a little bit when he was driving. Uh, for those of you familiar with the area, I know I am. It, it is a little glossy. So if Dylan's looking for a defense, I might be able to help him with that. But I mean, it's it's pure insanity because, again, this is a 19-year-old kid who is being criminally charged, is going to be potentially a convicted felon if they get their way. And for what? For doing a burnout? I mean, I've never seen burnouts be prosecuted in my little town, but yes, they are. And so it's very, very disturbing. Now, just talking about the damage before we jump over to the next topic about all of this, because it's quite interesting, but the damage that was done, I actually went to the crime scene and well, there's no damage. It's a road with a tire mark. It's bizarre, but they're prosecuting him anyway. And you know, I live in Florida. We, 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 you know, sell ourselves as the free state of Florida. So obviously as journalists, I reached out to two of our top officials, Governor Ron DeSantis and Attorney General Ashley Moody. And well, both Governor Ron DeSantis and Ashley Moody have not returned my request for comment. Now, specifically the reason why I reached out to these two individuals is when I worked over at Fox News and I'd reach out to their offices, I was always getting comments back from them. They were very quick to call, especially Ashley Moody's office. I actually regularly got calls from her office to try to get her on the shows that I was producing for. And so I did think that we did have some type of connection, <laughs> but once you turn into the independent world, everyone leaves you, not everyone, but a lot of these little Republicans, they don't want to do independent journalists, deal with independent journalists. So that they do is they tend to shift away. And that's what we have here. So these two will not come out and they will not speak about this issue. This 19-year-old kid who's about to have his life destroyed for doing a burnout, potentially, allegedly, on a LGBT plus whatever flag mural. It's all disturbing, but it's expected these days. I mean, this poor kid, Dylan, is about to have his life destroyed, like I mentioned, and nobody wants to speak out about it. I have not seen a single Florida Republican talk out about the issue, except, except one. And his name is Anthony Sabatini, and he joins us today to discuss. Anthony is also running for Congress, by the way. We have him with us right now. He's running for Congress right now in Florida's 11th district. He's also the chairman of Lake County Republican Party here. He's an attorney. He's also a former lawmaker here. You've got like quite the resume, Anthony. Thank you for jumping on with us. Thank you. Anytime. And thanks for being one of the only journalists to cover this completely insane story. It's disgusting. It shouldn't be happening in Florida. We talk about Florida being the freedom state, and yet somebody who may or may have not been doing a burnout on a on a political uh, mural is, is being charged with a felony and is potentially going to have his life destroyed. Anthony, why is it just you who's speaking about this issue? Why aren't other Republicans getting in line with this? Well, sadly, you know the old mindset of the Republican Party, which is to just play defense and, you know, only act on something when you're forced to, uh, is really hurting, especially when it comes to these new fights where the left is always finding new ways to exercise their power. And what they've done here, obviously, is say, okay, well, let's take basic traffic laws, uh, interpret them in a completely insane, exaggerated manner in order to politically target people we disagree with. So, you know, there was a trans rainbow flag uh, depicted on the city sidewalk. And so they want to make an example out of this young kid. 
you look at a picture of him, he kind of looks Republican, uh, drives a big truck. He's the perfect person to slaughter and to attack. And the Republicans are doing nothing about it because really they're still afraid. They're always going to be afraid of the radical left. And we just have too many cowards in office who are unwilling to speak up. But, you know, speaking about the specifics of this, this is really um, uh, actually quite appalling what they've done because they're charging him with two crimes. Uh, one of the crimes is uh, reckless driving, uh, which, by the way, you would never ever charged with somebody for a basic burnout. And like you talked about a moment ago and even before the show, it's even arguable whether he really burned out. If you look, his speed is roughly similar to some of the other cars coming through the same intersection. So even that is a complete and total stretch. But what's worse and more legally untenable uh, than the reckless driving charge, which once again, you would usually never bring in a case like this if it wasn't politically motivated, is this, uh, the felony charge that they're bringing in this case, which is a third degree felony of destruction of property more than $1,000. So the reason it's so ludicrous that they're arguing that is the paint that they've tossed onto the city uh, uh, streets at this point is no longer ascertainable property owned by the city. It was a third party group facilitated by the city to put it there, but it's basically understood that it's going to be driven over and destroyed over, you know, repeated driving over the course of years. And so for them to say that he actually destroyed it, which he didn't, uh, in requiring them to basically start it over means that it's property, that there's an official victim here. And those are just not elements of this crime that could ever be proved. So it's a completely absurd crime. Any good lawyer would tell him that. Of course, there's a lot of liberal lawyers in Delray. So I'm praying that this young man doesn't have some terrible legal advisor telling him to take a plea like obviously, uh, apparently a, a previous person had been charged with a similar crime and had taken a plea on this absurd crime because it's clear to me that if he fought it and it went to the appellate level, he would win on appeal because the elements simply cannot be met. But long story short, this whole thing is completely insane. He should never be even um, uh, charged with this. And it's really uh, deafening the silence from the governor and the legislature thus far because the governor right now could pardon him entirely realizing the political nature of this thing uh, if anything, just do an outside third-party investigation, go look at the emails, see that it's obviously politically motivated. Uh, you know, I'm sure the groups who uh, told the state attorney in that area, uh, who's also a very left-wing Democrat, if you didn't know, uh, to, to pick this kid up and charge him with a felony. Um, you know, the email traffic's going to show the political prejudice and, and nature of this whole thing. And the governor could take a look at that and, and fix the situation in two seconds. Uh, also, and not to get off on a rant here, uh, but if I could add, the legislature should have prohibited these types of uh, crass political displays on our city streets years ago anyways. I mean, where are the Republicans saying that these cities, uh, you know, should not be allowed to paint these provocative, crazy, in-your-face, aggressive leftist propaganda sig uh, sim symbols on our, uh, our city streets to begin with? It's a completely unsafe symbol. I think uh, obviously an older driver looking at it wouldn't know if it was a stop sign or some sort of insignia telling them to do something or not. And so therefore it should have never been there to begin with, which is another argument of why they need to take action. That's a, I know that was a mouthful, but there's just a lot going on in this case. And, and so far, just total silence from the Republicans in power. Yeah, it's disgraceful. I mean, I told you I reached out to Governor Ron DeSantis' office and National Media's office, and nobody wants to comment on this issue at all, which I think is disturbing because, you know, 19-year-old kids shouldn't be having their lives destroyed over a mural, I'm sure. And maybe I'll just do it, actually, put in a request to build a mural in the other side of the street for President Donald Trump and see if that gets approved by the boards here. And if it does, that anyone, you know, drives over it and causes tire marks 
I'm going to want them charged with felonies and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But you also cited another guy who was arrested for the crime back in 2021. And the crime, I say sarcastically, uh, he was charged. He he actually took a plea deal. And, and the funny part about this whole thing is the prosecutors wanted this man who suffers from mental health issues to go to prison for a month. And then the, the, the big political groups here in Florida, the big liberal political groups wanted him in prison for a year for driving over it because he drove over it with a Trump flag in the back of his car, which is obviously a hate crime. And then they even want Dylan charged with a hate crime, uh, which is even more bizarre. It's all disturbing. It doesn't seem to be going well, though, because Republicans don't want to stick their neck out for any of these people. And so I'm a little uh, concerned that they're actually going to get their way with this kid. And so for those at home, before we pivot to our next topic, I want to remind our audience that Dylan is looking for help with his legal fees. So you can head over to Gifts and Go, and then you could look up supporting Dylan Brewer. Uh, he is looking for donations. Tim Poole actually was kind enough yesterday to donate $10,000 to his legal defense. So that was very, very kind of him, I must say. Uh, so again, that's over at Gifts and Go. Uh, but Anthony, I want to jump into something else. You've put this on our radar yesterday for us. Your warning about legislation that is up right now in the Florida House. Uh, a bill just filed in Florida House today would reinstitutionalize runoff elections, making the top two candidates run in a, a second primary election. Uh, this is, it sounds kind of crazy. I've never liked runoffs at all. Tell us what's going on here in Florida. So, yeah, I mean, the first story is, you know, Republican inaction, you know, sometimes inaction is good because oftentimes when the Republicans are taking action, it's something very bad. So the Republicans in the last two weeks of the legislative session, namely right now, uh, yesterday afternoon, filed a bill to reinstitute runoff elections in the state of Florida, something we got rid of 20 years ago. One of the reasons why Florida has become more Republican, more conservative than other states and have, have been a leader, at least on some issues, is because we don't have runoffs. You know, usually the most pure conservative principled candidate oftentimes has a good chance of winning in a, in a very, a very uh, crowded primary with different candidates saying different things. Usually conservatives will gravitate to the person they find to be uh, most principled and strongest on the issues to the base. So uh, the establishment does not like that. Uh, they want to run candidates through a second primary. So you would go into a primary, then the top two would then be forced into another primary months and months later where the establishment has an opportunity to gather forces and money uh, against whoever the more you know, more independent-minded, more conservative candidate is in that second primary. Um, the vote is tomorrow. The bill is called PCB um, SCA 24-06. It was filed, like I said yesterday. Uh, it'll receive a vote tomorrow morning, uh, roughly about noon. The meeting starts at eight in the morning, but it's a five hour committee hearing in Tallahassee, the state affairs committee. And then it'll go to the house floor next week and there'll be a final vote. Of course, the Senate will have to pass it too. And hopefully the governor vetoes it if it does get through, but Republicans need to be loud against this thing. So far, not a single elected Republican in Tallahassee has spoken against it or even on the subject. Uh, they're afraid to, the most of them are very afraid of the, le the uh, legislative leader, so-called leadership, the people that uh, sign bill slots and those sorts of things. And so we don't know how this vote's going to go, but it's an absolutely awful bill for the conservatives. Uh, word on the street in Tallahassee is one of the reasons why it's being pushed is Matt Gates and other MAGA-style conservatives are the front runners for the 19, uh, 2026 governor election, which will start roughly in a year from now. And so if they get this thing through, uh, it'll be easier to force um, the MAGA candidate, whether that be Gates or somebody else, into a second, very costly primary where they can um, bludgeon them with more um, 
Tallahassee super PAC spending. You know, they could easily raise 40 or $50 million for a second round of attack ads, a barrage of attack ads. And so that's the real purpose of this is to reduce the chances of a, you know, freedom caucus style Republican getting elected either to the Congress or to the governorship. And so this is a last, last ditch of the establishment to hurt the conservative cause. And uh, it's an anti-MAGA bill. That's why they're pushing it. And, uh, Anybody who wants to learn more about it can go to my Twitter page, at Anthony Sabatini, scroll down, you'll find the State of Affairs Committee, details about the bills, and then the emails and phone numbers of all the committee members who are going to be voting either up or down on it tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's really important for people to head over there and to do that because that's something you definitely don't want to see get through. Uh, why do you think they're pushing this forward? I mean, I know like there's, they don't want the hardcore hardcore conservatives to, to make their way into Florida politics and kind of control things. Like you said, Congressman Matt Gates, who's been a shark for the conservative agenda. But I mean, what's, what's you're, you've been in Tallahassee, you've worked in Tallahassee for quite some time. Why are they so against the conservative movement? Because ultimately the people in Florida want conservative values to be pushed forward on the legislator. They want to vote these things in. But it seems to be a select few who don't. So so what's really going on here? So what it really comes down to is a lot of Republicans who run for office and people involved in Republican politics will talk about principles and values and what it is they like to see uh, enacted. But the truth of the matter is it's really just about power, personal power, personal acclaim, connections, money, you know, ba basically being able to control more things and to have more personal influence. And the problem that they see here and what the thing that they hate the most is that there are people getting elected in these primaries who are really ideologically conservative, people like myself or Matt Gates, who get into office and actually can't be controlled. They can't be bossed. They can't be bought. Uh, and they do their own thing. And so they, they don't like that. And so what this does is whoever, uh, you know, no matter what happens in the primary, the top two people will go into a second primary. And at that point, the establishment can then coalesce forces around the person that they think is more compliant, the person that's more establishment, the person that can be more easily controlled and narrows things down. When you have seven people running or five people running, it's impossible to get all the establishment, all the money, all the um, uh, sort of uh, power brokers behind one candidate. And so this narrows it down, makes it very easily, get, get, sort of gives the uh, political establishment a choice in Tallahassee between two candidates, one of which will always be more conservative, you know, just the way it is, and uh, target uh, that person and defeat them. And also by that by that point, also to extract things from them, to say, listen, there's two of you guys in this primary. What are you willing to commit to right now and promise to do right now when you get in office uh, uh, that would make us support you? For example, you're not going to be like, this might be something they potentially say, you're not going to be like Matt Gates and vote to, um, you know, um, vacate the speaker or tell the speaker that they have to reduce spending, that sort of thing. You're not going to do that crazy stuff, are you? If you are, we're going to back your opponent. And so they can pin these guys down on certain positions in this two-tier elongated primary in order to extract a, a more compliant representative. It works, and that's how it works in every single state. And uh, that's why Florida uh, has been a leader because we haven't had these runoffs. We haven't had this process where they can bully uh, one of the two reps into, into such a way. Yeah, it's frustrating to continue to see happen. I mean, I, I know firsthand when I was over in New York, I kind of dealt with that a little bit over there. And so see it happening in Florida is a little upsetting because I thought I found my forever home state. <laughs> but I don't know, Anthony, it's all deeply concerning. These rhinos keep pushing this stuff forward. And gosh, the American people want nothing to do with their agenda. And we 
like, that's why Matt Gates is so beloved by so many people. It's because he pushes back and they're afraid of people who stir the pot. I'm, I'm always a fan of that. I'm always a fan of people who don't comply. It's kind of my thing these days. Anthony, I want to remind our audience, you are running for Congress. You're running for the 11th district here in Florida. So head over to sabatiniforcongress.com if you'd like to learn more about his campaign and help out. There's so many ways to contribute to his campaign and get another good fighter in Congress. Matt Gates could use the help. So thank you, Anthony Sabatini. We greatly appreciate your time today. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. Under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. Now, you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliottphd.com slash Brianna. In a world where technology surrounds us, our exposure to EMR, or electromagnetic radiation, is higher than ever before. With over 400,000 cell towers and antennas in the United States alone, not to mention Wi-Fi that runs 24-7 in our home, cell phones that are carried in our pockets hours on end, and hundreds of 5G satellites in our orbit, common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, heart palpitations, insomnia, and so much more. Start protecting yourself now. Introducing Redemption Shield, your EMF protection products. With over 705 star reviews, Redemption Shield is leading the way in shielding and grounding products. Taking inflammation out of your body with grounding bed mats, grounding bed sheets, hats, scarves, Wi Fi router covers, cell phone bags. Come and see us today at redemptionshield.com and get grounded and shielded. Redemptionshield.com. Use code BREE and save 10%. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.